You're listening to The Daily American. Now here's your host, Dan the Man. Welcome back to Daily American. First and foremost, just want to thank all the listeners around the world. Somehow still gaining traction, but we have not surpassed the half percent in the global ranks. Again, mm. Rogan, Joe Rogan is 0.05%. I got I got to have a goal. I got to have an attainable goal somehow. So I'm, I'm reaching for it. And we're going to one day. We have more hair than him. We do have more hair than him. That is true. We do have more. Anyhow, I want to welcome Mr. Dom Jafrida. Dom, welcome. How you doing, man? It's a pleasure to be here today. Thank you for having me on your show, and thanks to all your listeners who are listening today. Yeah, absolutely. Before I get started here, I do have you know a little somber message. Gentleman I connected with via Facebook. He had a podcast called Everybody Is Terminal. Quick, he was on my podcast. Is John David? He was from uh, outside of Vancouver, Canada. Bottom line is he succumbed to his terminal illness of brain cancer and ended up passing away this past Monday. You know, I think this dude was just like his posit- his energy and his positivity. He- it was just unheard of, especially for what he was consistently going through. Anyhow, I hope his pain's over, his suffering's over, but yet his legacy lives on. All right, anyhow, back back to the show. Rest in peace, brother. Rest in peace, Mr. John David. Anyhow, Dom, welcome. Hey. Thank you for coming on The Daily American. Thanks for having me here, man. Why don't you kick us off like everybody does with, you know, where you were born and a bit about your childhood. All right. Uh, I was born in Norristown, Pennsylvania. That's uh, where I've remained living my entire life. Uh, my childhood, I'm, I'm one of five kids, so I had a big family growing up. Uh, my father's a doctor, one of the smartest guys I know. And uh, of course, he decided to have five kids, which is just insane nowadays. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so uh, it, was, it was a different thing growing up. Uh, I'm one of the oldest in my family. I was a firstborn son, so a little bit of black sheep, but figuring stuff out, trying to uh, lay the path for the rest of the siblings growing up. And just, you know, uh, I grew up in a, a Catholic family, so we were raised, you know, to just want to make the world a better place, you know, and share love with people. Um, and of course, always have faith. So that's, that's been a big, you know, uh, one of the main pillars of my life is, is my faith. Um, and uh, I learned that from my parents. So I went to uh, Catholic grade school. I did one year in public school. So I'm a little, I was a little bit diversified. I did my eighth grade year in public school, uh, East Norton Middle School and uh, incredible, incredible school. If you uh, live in Narasan, PA, and you're afraid of the public school systems, I highly recommend that you uh, let your children attend them. They're actually, um, they have a lot of resources there. So if you do a good job raising your kid, then you shouldn't have to worry about anything. Um, but yeah, that's... How, uh, was the, how, how was the transition from Catholic to public school, especially when you're already, what, 12, 13 years old? I mean, it was really, it was, it was weird. Um, it was like coming out of... 
um, uh, basically I, I'd say like Catholic school kind of felt like you're, you're getting like fit into like a little puzzle or like, you're like a cookie cutter piece. They're just like, all right, raise your hand now, walk this way, single file, this and that. In public school, they were just like, listen, like, if you want to learn, just learn and we're here for you. And it was just a completely different environment. Yeah, there was rules and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, there were so many kids um, that the teachers, you know, they were they, they couldn't spend as much time micromanaging every single kid. So what they could just manage is how well they could communicate with the students. So um, I thought that was a, just a, a big difference was the amount of freedom that you had. It felt more like a, you know, I would say like a college, you know, for me, that's what I would compare it to. I wouldn't say it felt like high school. It felt more like a college when you were there because you could be as present as you wanted or as absent as you wanted. Um, and uh, I'm a nerd, so I like to be present. <laughs> Now, what, you're talking about sizes of classes. Like, give me an example. So, what was your graduating? What would your graduating class had been via Catholic school versus public school? Oh, my grade school, my graduating class would have been like 40 kids, maybe. And in my high school, it was like 400 kids. Might have been more than that, honestly. Uh, but something like that. Yeah, so your life became a little bit more diverse. Um, many more. I'm sure it was an eye-opening experience. Different, different races, religions, everything in the public school system. That was back then. Now the public school system. Now, after the past couple of years, um, again, we try to stray away from politics, but let's just say that it's heading down the, the wrong road. But it needs help. Yeah, it definitely needs some help. Anyhow. All right. So after eighth grade, you're in you're in your public school, East Norton Middle School. Walk us through what happens next. I uh, I went to high school. Uh, I did the whole. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, after that, that was the next thing. And uh, <laughs> did the whole, uh, you know, apply to all the different high schools and see where you can get into. Um, I checked out LaSalle, checked out uh, the prep, St. Joe's. And I ended up going to Archbishop Carroll, which was uh, not very creative. That was where my older sister went. And it just kind of, I didn't really like care that much about where I, where I went to school. So I ended up going to Archbishop Carroll, which is out in Radnor. And then after that, I went to college. Um, <laughs> Wait a second. Wait a second. <laughs> what college did you go to? I went to Salisbury University. Um, I did about four years there and then I ended up transferring to Westchester university and I did another two and a half years there. So two colleges. And what did you major in? Marine biology. Not that that's what I fell into. Um, it wasn't my original plan. I was trying to go to med school. I was studying pre-med the first four years, um, and had a little bit of a, a switch up that happened to me, you know, a little down the road. So I ended up changing my major with that that switch up yeah i'm sure you know your undergrad or whatever you're studying pre-med i mean those classes a lot of science and stuff those classes are probably pretty difficult yeah they were they were super hard um and uh, i i loved science um and you know I, I really badly i wanted to follow in my father's footsteps and you know make it to the the big leagues and be a doctor and uh, my, my older sister is actually a doctor now. So shout out to you. She's doing psychiatry. I always say it's no joke because she grew up in a family with five kids. Um, so naturally, you just end up being the psychiatrist for the family. Um, 
but yeah, so the, the classes were tough. I learned just a, a ton about biology. The, the Salisbury University was actually ranked as like one of the top schools for sciences. Uh, their nursing program was like above John Hopkins, which is, I, I mean, John Hopkins is a pretty notable school. And um, so they were, they were up there. It got a lot of good science education there. And then I went to Westchester after and they were, they were pretty good too over there. Got nothing but love for them. All right. So, you know, it sounds like you grew up pretty in a pretty, I don't want to use the word privilege, but a, a well-off household with your dad being a doctor, your five siblings. There's got to be some sort of trials and tribulations that, that you've gone through either growing up or something you've dealt with uh, personally. You want to talk about that at all? Uh, yeah, I mean, um, definitely. So, I, yeah, definitely. I thank God that, you know, I grew up in the family I did. It's, it was, you know, it's been a blessing. Uh, I've got just a happily married family or happily married parents. Um, you know, they, they, they're the true love story. They got engaged on their like second date. Doesn't make any sense. Believe me. Like it's not an easy icebreaker on your first date to talk about your parents getting married on their second date. Your, your date's like what? <laughs> but, um, no, there was everybody, you know, goes through their own trials and tribulations. You know, mine for me, um, growing up, I, I have ADHD. So let me just come clean. <laughs> um, I never really fit in like in school. I went to like four different grade schools and just, I was never in like the whole social vibe. I just, I, I, I'm great at, you know, making people laugh and stuff. But as far as like, sometimes like social cues, they weren't always my thing. And, uh, you know, I had difficulties in that. And ironically, I, I talked about switching colleges, my, my senior year of college. Um, I, I got jumped by nine people at the same time. So it was like a whole Jackie Chan or Bruce Lee like fight scene going on and uh, I, I tried to walk away and I got uh, viciously attacked and I, I ended up having like such a bad concussion I, I couldn't even talk right after I couldn't read I couldn't write my own initials um, it was it was life-changing and that's I, I knew I couldn't go to med school after that and I, I could barely even read uh, and uh, it, it kind of humbled me it took me back um, there's a, not to get all religious, but uh, St. Paul, the story of St. Paul is that, you know, he was riding a horse one day and he was knocked down and blinded. But when he was blinded, he could truly see what his purpose was in the world and, you know, God's God's mission for him. And that's kind of what it was like. You know, um, I was kind of down and out. I had to take a year off school and, and pivot and rethink my life. And I, I ended up, God called me into studying marine biology. And that's where I ended up. And then after that, I mean, the struggle of being a marine biologist in today's society is real. Let me tell you, there's not very high paying jobs for uh, marine biologists out there today. So that's been a that's been an ongoing thing ever since I graduated. It's just trying to, you know, find where I can apply all this knowledge and skills that I've acquired over my life. So. Gotcha. Well, let me just say that those nine individuals who jumped you are lucky that the Daily American slash Steven Seagal wasn't there <laughs> to open up a cannibal pass on somebody because, you know, I don't like bullies or anybody, you know, getting picked on or, you know, especially if you're getting jumped by nine people. I certainly would have stood up with you, Dom, and, you know, you're you're in my, my place of residency, right? You're in the Daily American studio slash my place of residency as we speak. So, you know, I appreciate it. Um, I can tell what type of person you are and Nobody deserves to be jumped by nine people. And I'm sure it altered altered your life in a way. Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely did. But thank you for that. And I do, I feel, you know, great here. It's, it's a pleasure to be here with you. I feel safe. 
you know? And I, I feel like with this audience here, you know, sharing this story, anybody who's been through it, uh, don't let one negative event influence the rest of your life. Keep moving forward. Stay positive. Stay on your mission. So, yeah. That's it. Now, Dom, uh, marine biologist, exactly what is that? Because I... We tickle fish. You tickle fish. No, so. <laughs> That's what I thought when I first left for it. You go into the, you go into the Asian restaurants with the fish tanks <laughs> and you grab a couple fish out of there and you tickle. Yeah. Is that what you're telling me? Usually, you know. Um, it's that or you start talking to them, one or the other, but they, they like both. So, uh. <laughs> Kim Jong-un is no big fan of tickling <laughs> they, 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 it's all about just uh, making the world a, a, a better place. Ironically, I learned this marine biology. No, is, but really, what is that? What is it the study of? I mean, I get it. It's a study of uh, what, like uh, seaweed and shit, or what is it? It's a little bit of everything. I mean, believe it or not, the entire planet is actually a marine ecosystem. And I actually never put that into perspective until I was sitting in an oceanography class and my professor. Who his name was Young Hoon Kim. Ironically, <laughs> you said Kim Jong Un. His name was Young Hoon Kim, and he broke it down for me that, that that you know the majority of the planet. I'm sure everyone knows this is water, and the majority of our body is composed of water. Um, we're actually marine, a marine species, so to speak. We live on land, but we are our origins, our our very environment, this entire planet that we live on is a marine ecosystem. So it's basically the study of the entire planet, the origins of life, how life came to be on land as well as sea, and then the interactions between all of the organisms and um, different uh, geological features and things like that that happen like from weather to mountains and deserts and uh, just fish, plankton in the sea. It's, um, it's really like basically they should just call it like globe or the earth biology that's really what they should call it but they call it marine biology so you'd be confused from the from the beginning interesting yeah of course yeah i was a little confused um now i think what the human body's made of what is it like 80 percent yeah i mean that i i i always it's 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 over 80 percent, but it's uh somewhere between 80 i think 80 and 85 percent safely and don't quote me on this anybody okay we're not here i'm not i'm not giving out direct numbers it's actually i've heard I've seen a few different answers for that, but where the majority of our body is composed of water. It's fine. I, sure. I tend to make up statistics and everything on this podcast all the time, so it's not a big deal. But I will <laughs> say, Bruce Lee said, be like water. Be like water, you know, just flow throughout the universe and men to, I think he meant like men to each environment, each person. And I think that's... Uh, there, there's a YouTube video. It's got millions of views with Bruce Lee in it talking about how you should be like water, more like water. I think you're like water, Dom. We're gonna um, we're gonna end this this first episode, and I'm gonna welcome you back next week to join the Daily American. All right, awesome. I look forward to uh, telling you guys a little bit more. Absolutely, Dom. Take care. Thanks for having me, brother. <laughs>